All right, so as you know, there's there's a lot of discussion and a lot of fanfare these days about Google and YouTube suppressing uh, information that are that's from conservative websites and from conservative commentators, right? So PragerU being a very good example of that, um, it's it's really bad with what they've done. They've also suppressed, um, I mean, you name it, uh, Alex Jones, um, who is very conservative, but even less less uh, in-your-face conservatives like Ben Shapiro. Um, Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, oh, yeah, Grudge. Yeah. Uh, if it's conservative, it's suppressed. Right. Let's just put it that way. If you're, if you're big enough, you're going to be suppressed. If you're way too big, like Rush Limbaugh, President Trump, or Ann Coulter, let's say, they're not going to suppress you because it would be too in-your-face that they're suppressing, let's say, Ann Coulter. Uh, th- that would that would just be too wild for them. It would give uh, Ann Coulter too much of a platform, likewise for President Trump and so on. Okay. Oh, just you know, we could discuss it later. They actually have suppressed President Trump. Oh, they okay. have. All right. But well, I, I think the broader issue is let, let that me, yeah, let me get the, to those it. those big people are subject to standard you know, media you can, bias. You can, you can tell Ari that you want to get to this point, but he still just goes on, and I and I love him for it in his own way. <laughs> he's giving me this look now, rolling his eyes. Oh, I don't want to tell you what he's doing now. That's, That's not good. That's chewing tobacco. Yes, okay, chewing That's tobacco. a pinch between the cheek and gums. <laughs> okay. That's not a suggestive All right. gesture. Trying to keep this PG-13. <laughs> PG-13, we're going for this. <laughs> so there's a lot of this censorship going on. It's, it's pure censorship. And what's fascinating to me is not just... The fact that they are censoring, that they are censoring, that they are censoring, that isn't that a bad thing. The fact that they believe that it's a good thing to do it, that they are somehow saving the world from, you know, they call it hate speech, and therefore they're, they're saving the world from hate speech. Oh, wait, who's, a, who's for hate speech on the Internet? We, we can't have that, right? Wouldn't you agree with me on that? So when, when you imagine hate speech, you think of people, you know, angrily looking at you and saying, you know, N-words here and, you know, let's, uh, let's uh, you know, lynch this kind of, uh, you know, minority there, whatever, right? Yeah, the and Skokie set, set up, Nazi marchers. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and even that, you know, is relatively tame compared to what what the visual goes on in your head, uh, you know, that it's supposedly that uh, people are calling for the destruction of this or that group of people merely because they belong to a certain group of people, blacks, Jews, gays, whatever. Uh, that, that is the image that you concoct in your head. So it's very easy. I mean, the, the, the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, simply decides who is a hate speech person or group, and boom, you're out. Oh, well, you know, they were hate speech, so, you know, that's it. Yeah, the they, SPLC they decided that. said so. Yeah. Right? They said so. So what's, what's breathtaking about this, I mean, is that they get to be, what is the expression, uh, judge, jury, and executioner all at the same time, Right. That's 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 who they are. They and they fancy themselves to be neutral arbiters at the same time. That's what's so breathtaking about it, and that they're doing good for the world by doing exactly what they're doing. Uh, so, and and then the other message is this: Ari, tell me if you if you see it the same way. It's this. It's proof positive to me that people will try to get away with something so long as they get away with it, right? Take speeding as an example. If you know that you can uh, drive on this freeway at 85 miles an hour and no cop will stop you because of it, 
or not, no reasonable cop will stop you, you're going to go 85 miles an hour, right? Provided there's nobody in front of you and so on. And likewise, if it's uh, you know 90 miles an hour, you might very well do 90 miles an hour. They're talking kind of like a broken windows theory attitude of what's permissive, meaning if the cops in the area allow X, yeah. people will do X plus. Right. Right? And so if the restrictions is X minus, the restriction on X plus will be a smaller delta of X plus. Well, I, I don't want to make and, it overly complicated. But, but I'm, I'm simply saying it's that people— It's very pe- simple. People do what they're allowed to do. With a little buffer. If they perceive that they can get away with something, they will do it. If, if uh, Take bank robberies, for example. If you have the perception, rightly or wrongly, that you will not be caught by, by the police for robbing a bank, uh, and for that matter, even if you were, you wouldn't be prosecuted for it, you'll do it. Right. Right? It's yes. as simple as that. Yeah. So uh, if they can censor and they're getting away with it, they will censor. They will censor. There you go. It's and then sim- they will censor more the more they get away with censoring more. Right. So so what was good for Gavin McInnes is now good for Steven Crowder, even though Steven Crowder was never accused of doing the heinous crimes of thought that Gavin McInnes or Milo Yiannopoulos did. Meaning when they took out them and no one complained, you know, the whole what's that Nazi thing when they came for me, no one was there to c- complain anymore. Right. Well, they don't, think, they don't think that deeply. They never will because No, they, we're watching that dynamic, not them. So... Merely describing it as hate speech is enough. That's all they have to do. It's so it's so simple. It's so pithy for them to just describe you know a speech X as hate speech from this group or that person, and you're good to go. And it's that's that's where I want to go today for for the moment. Like for example, um, the James O'Keefe video that just came out recently about Google and how they talked very directly about how we can't have this Trump thing happen again. Meaning a Trump situation, I think is what they called it. Uh, as yeah, if the it, hiccup. Yeah, <laughs> as if uh, Trump's election was some sort of Chernobyl uh, that you know we really got to you know exercise appropriate precautions to avoid such a Chernobyl happening again, right? So you know we can't have that or Three Mile Island if you want. Uh, but that's that's the breathtaking part of it. This that they, you know, that the people are not allowed. No, at no point are are the actual American voters considered as viable forces to decide who is going to be the president or not, right? That They don't count. And uh, the, the James O'Keefe video proves this point. And they think, Google thinks, that they have this obligation uh, and they have the right, and uh, not only that, but the imperative to go forward and force people's minds to go the way that they want it to go. Yeah, it, it's, it's so perverse because what Google is is an advertising company. They sell the, the – they basically uh, provide a, a means of exchange, a buyer's and seller's market for small <laughs> micro-advertising throughout the internet. That's what they do. And then they have search engine products to lead you to their advertising, right? right. That's right. But they think their duty and obligation as an entity isn't to provide the best – advertising construct it's to manipulate american elections yeah that's why you're in business yeah they're they're so (laughs) frustrated by russian influence supposed russian influence uh and this is such a terrible thing and yet at the same time they're doing far worse by trying to redirect people when they let's say want to learn about capitalism for example where you might what's the famous capitalist who wrote uh, milton friedman 
so you're searching for Milton Friedman and free markets, let's say. And yeah. then it directs you instead to socialism and yeah. how capitalism is so evil. Right. Naomi Klein, Howard right. Zinn, yeah. <laughs> Marx. Yeah. So that's not – I mean, look, and they wouldn't do it unless they thought it was influential. If they thought right. it was not influential, then what's the point of even engaging in the process? So clearly their intent is to manipulate. And the fact that they think that this is, this is okay, that's to me what, what is breathtaking about it. And not once do they consider, like I said before, the fact that the American voter is at play. They don't count. What counts is how we get to manipulate you, not in terms of the strength of the policies. And first of all, they shouldn't be even advocating for it necessarily themselves. But let's say they did. Let's say Google went about on a campaign saying, we here at Google uh, feel that uh, Donald Trump's policies regarding immigration are whatever, inappropriate and racist and stuff like that. Okay, go ahead and send out the message if you want. Uh, the executives, of course, of Google who are you know richer than God, so to speak, uh, they can go ahead and give to all sorts of pro-Democrat groups as they please. They could just run their own advertisements right. on other media or their own. Exactly. Or pay for play. Right, right, right. Their own advertisements. Yeah, just free like, expression. Just like NBC, you know, sometimes does advertisements for NBC, right? right. So it, it's okay. I, we're, we're jiggy with that. We get that. That's your business. But when you, when you start to silence voices that on, on a website which you proclaim to be neutral, which you want people to have a sense that they are gain, getting all the information available to them, and then you're not doing that, that's false advertising. And having subset products where you invite the public in to tell the public, so the public can tell the rest of the public what they think. Hey, we have YouTube, was the little tagline you Utah. Broadcast yourself. Come right. to YouTube. Set up account. Put up what you want. Tell us what you think. No, 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 no. But make sure you don't tell us things that you think that we don't like. Right. Right? right? Right. Are you an open mall like Pruneyard, you know, yeah. versus Robinson? Yeah, yeah. We invite yeah. people in and then go, well, no, we're a private company. You can't say that on our property. You know, what's so interesting is that um, recently there was a congressional hearing. This was not a James O'Keefe, uh, you know, undercover investigation. This was an, an actual congressional hearing with Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, uh, grilling uh, one of the major executives of Google as to their clear bias and how they want to completely make sure that Trump is not reelected and so on and how they, they seek to restrict videos and such. And this woman uh, is asked the question, do you, do you think that's right? And she said, well, I don't think that's right, but I, you know, we're a very large company and I can't control everyone, what the, whatever they say. So they're hiding behind this, this uh, like, this cacophony of noises. Right. The corporate behemoth, our right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing excuse. Exactly. Right? Like, we're like Coca-Cola. We don't know what Dasani's doing. They're water. We're sugary water with fizz. Right. We and don't you, know what they're doing. And, and, you know who, and you know who also said that? The cigarette companies. No, no, no. <laughs> Hang on. You know who also said that? You know, he, he just, he gets too excited. You know, I, we really ought to start these these podcasts, I think, at like... I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning, when you're a little bit more subdued. I, th I keep telling you that. <laughs> this is I'm having my spaz oh, attack my. like a 5-year-old does before they need their nap. Okay, so who else has been doing this? Uh, the Nazis. 
right? So the Nazis said, you know, um, Hitler said, I didn't know that Goebbels was doing this. I mean, Hitler didn't have a single document saying that I hereby am authorizing the destruction of six million Jews. Uh, and the final solution and all those things. And, of course, they, they got to say that they didn't know what the other hand was doing. I was just following orders. All those famous lines. Um, I, don't, I, I was fighting on the Western front, uh, on the Russian front. What did I know? You know? I mean, incredible things that came out, out out of World War II. And yet we're seeing, we're seeing the same sort of language. I'm not equating them to Nazis, by the way. Well, I, I will, but you don't have to. I'm not equating to the, yeah. to the Nazis. But I am saying that they are trying to shuck and jibe jive when it comes to responsibility and hiding behind the 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 the, the behemoth organization that doesn't know uh, what uh, the other hand is doing it's yeah. it's unacceptable you have to at some point uh accept the consequences of your people and your major people for that matter this is not a low agent uh, who you know uh, who's typing on a google things who who said hey let's go screw with trump that's that's one thing that's not good, but nevertheless we understand that that doesn't make mean that Google is now saying this the same thing. But when your top executives are saying that, then you do have to to worry about that. Um, look, in, in law you have something called the person most knowledgeable um, deposition. What does that mean? It, it means in a big corporation just like this, you should be able to notice the deposition of a person. You don't know who it is. We just, you, you, you have to throw somebody at us that you are willing to be bound by that will speak on the issues of X, Y, and Z, whatever that is for the deposition, let's say, whether or not, let's say the contract was uh, properly enforced, you know, what was the, what were the negotiations behind the contract, for example, and then you say, designate the person most knowledgeable regarding issues X, Y, and Z, and then we, we see them in deposition and that's the person and if they say something uh, about the about the situation, you, you you get to bind the corporation. Done. That's it. You that and that person can't say, well, I don't know. The better person for that would be John Smith. You can't do that. And the reason why we don't we don't allow that is because otherwise people would constantly be hiding behind many other people in the organization, especially it's a big organization. We'd never get anything done. So they have to think long and hard of who the person most knowledgeable is. And then designate that person and then send them out for deposition. And the same thing is, should have happened with Google. And they went to Congress, no less, to testify under oath about it. And all she could keep on saying is, well, that's not the policy of Google. That's not what I believe. Yeah, the and dog I, ate my homework is what but, she's saying. Well, basically. I mean, even more incredulous than that. So these are, these are statements by Google out there saying exactly what their policy is and then only to deny that they have that policy. And I'm not the person to talk to. So it's, it's very weird. Yeah, and one quick point about that that I think you'll find that I'm going to make, which might be helpful for once, that's a derision of me, <laughs> is remember, this is Google. These are people who proclaim on the one hand to be the world's smartest people. And then she's out there going, well, I don't know how this all works. Oh. Yeah, that's right. And algorithm? Then, what are you right. talking about? Algorithm. And then the second part is, this is Google. They know more about you. Then you know about you. <laughs> They've been studying you. They have so much information on all of us. They have probably pictures of us with the porn we're looking at while we're using it, for all we know. They have that kind of ability. Well, speak they for yourself. Know that, 
Come on, admit it, all of us. All of you out there, just admit it. Google knows, okay? Google knows. And you might as well be okay with it because Google knows. So this is a company that vacuums up so much information about all of us every minute of the day. And then this executive claims about their own internals. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. How do they not vacuum up their own information? And this is a company that fired James Damore because they, yes, vacuum up information about their own people. They fired the whistleblowers that talked to O'Keefe the second they talked to O'Keefe because they vacuum up information. Well, no, so be, they're be, information be, vacuumers, and they don't know their own company. Because they can. That's the point. It's, it's uh, the famous expression about dogs, right? Why, why do they, you know, right. Right? because they can. Yes. So, but, but likewise, Google does the things that it does because it, it, it perceives to be able to do so. And so it fires the, the insiders, the whistleblowers, and everything else. Um, it, it does these restrictions uh, because they feel like they can. Um, and they hide behind the First Amendment. By the way, it's not a First Amendment issue as much as people may think. Uh, is the First Amendment implicated here? Yes, absolutely. But it's just not the same thing. When you, when you uh, advocate your business as a neutral arbiter of information and exchange of information equally weighted, uh, then you ought to do that, especially when you're taking advertising revenues based upon exactly that. So um, they've demonetized PragerU, they've demonetized a lot of other organizations, and they've restricted videos as well, while at the same time taking our money. So it's... Um, it, it's that's, that's more like fraud, I think. Well, right? false, false advertising, to be yeah. more specific. Um, so you, you can't... Claim to be one thing, and then on the other hand, it's it's no different than saying that your beautiful house is, I don't know, six thousand square feet when in fact it's only four thousand square feet, right? It has to be material, by the way. It can't be if the, if the, your house is five thousand nine hundred and ninety square feet when you've advertised it at six six thousand. Well, is that a material misrepresentation? No, well, but four thousand, yes. And and this is becoming a material misrepresentation. Now, I, my main issue here, Ari, is is not so much about what bad guys Google uh, Google has become and YouTube that's related entities. That that is certainly an aspect of it. What I'm really much more fascinated about is how it, it's it's really about human nature, and and it's it's a study of why we have our American system of government in the first place. What do I mean by that? I mean that in the way that Google has uh, taken liberties with the restrictions and decided to use its platform for very nefarious purposes, it's, it's so telling, isn't it, of why we need checks and balances in the first place. Yes. Right? So we don't have the, 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 some sort of similar checks and balances when it comes to Google. You might say, wait a minute, Barack, what about you know, if you wanted to set up your own search engine, and there are some other search engines, Barack, uh, and, and you can compete against them, and you can have the ways, uh, and you can advertise on the grounds that there are no restrictions here of any kind, whether it's hate speech or otherwise. We don't give a crap. It's all about what you want to put on there, and you will truly have a neutral voice here, and no one's going to silence you whatsoever. Go for it, buddy. Well, of course, we can't go for it because it's not a realistic impression. It's like saying, yeah, you can start a newspaper today uh, on your own. It's, it, there's a lot of capital involved in everything else. So the checks and balances are not real here. They need to be set up as real. Somebody suggested uh, breaking up Google. 
Uh, I'm not a big fan, normally speaking, of breaking up big companies, but sometimes you have to do that in yeah, the same well, way. I, I have a better solution to Yeah, all let's this. hear it. Has not, and I'm a capitalist and a laissez-faire capitalist. I don't believe in breaking them up, regulating anything else. But there is something I believe the administration can do directly that would get them to stop censoring immediately. It's very simple. Immediately have the Securities and Exchange Commission suspend all trading of their stock. This second, make their stock worth zero because anyone who owns it can't sell it, and anyone who wants to buy it can't buy it. And you do that and say, because you're not, because you're engaging in basically massive fraud, and you're a public company that has a fiduciary duty to the public to not commit fraud, mm. we're suspending your right. your stock. Right. And then Amazon, Apple, Facebook, take note, you're next. Yeah. Okay. Very simple. They would stop doing it in a second if, if Trump ordered that through the Securities and Exchange Commission. You know, look, God willing, they would do that. Um, I, I, I like what Trump has already proposed vis-a-vis college campuses, where, they, where he says, listen, if you start restricting free speech, you're not going to get federal funding. I, I think he's right to do that. There's no—I mean, we, we should be all about free speech. If, if you think about America, one of the first phrases that comes to mind is free speech, right? That's the country that has that free speech thing. It's called the First Amendment. Yeah, it's very interesting. You should go check it out. Yeah, that's that country with the free speech thing that everyone else is trying to break into to leave, right, live in exactly. for some reason, yeah. and no one's trying to escape from. Hmm, <laughs> maybe we should try this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, right. but And then I want to ask you one question in the vein that— uh, based on what you said, I'd never thought of this before, but isn't what Google is actually doing, Google, Facebook, the fame companies, because Apple's doing it too, Facebook, Amazon, they're all doing it. Aren't they essentially doing what the Colorado baker is accused of, which is we're not being truly open to business for everyone? Yeah, of right? course. Now, he's not closed for business to gays. He's right. perfectly open to them. What he won't do is make a customized cake. Right. For certain things certain gay people might want it for. But if you're a gay and you want a customized cake for your kid's baseball uh, team's victory, he'll make it. He just won't make you a gay t- cake, uh, a gay person a cake who's requesting that Satan is performing fellatio on a person, which he was actually asked for. And he won't make a customized cake for a gay couple being married for their wedding. But he yeah. will make a customized yeah. cake for gay people as long as it doesn't violate his taste, if you will, and proprietary religious values. But he's accused of not having uh, a business open to truly everyone in non-discriminatory ways. Isn't Google basically saying, hey, conservatives, we're not making you available to buy our advertising, sell your advertising, or post stuff that other people are allowed to post? Right. That's right. I, so, but isn't that an interesting thing yeah, there? Of course, it's, it's very interesting. Look, going back to the whole thing that you just mentioned of um, uh, of how this is similar to the uh, the bakery case, masterpiece cakery. I mean, on the contrary, they would use that. I could see that as a weapon. They would say, "Listen, presumably, you conservative freaks, uh, you you know, you wanted that baker to be able to exercise his discretion as to which." Um, uh, people that he would make his cake for. And, and in his case, he didn't want to celebrate a gay wedding. He didn't want to celebrate a transgender transformation uh, party. Um, so uh, you're, you're, are you jiggy with that, sir? Whether that's to Dennis Prager or to somebody else. And we would have to say, yeah, we were jiggy with that. Well, why would you be so upset that we at Google uh, would want to you know, have our preferences as well? We, we decide that we don't like hate speech. We don't like 
uh, things that, that advocates the marginalizing of immigrants, the, the marginalizing of black people, the marginalizing of transgender uh, rights people, and so forth. That's what they'll say. There's a response to that. The response is very simple. Uh, it's not the same friggin' thing. The Masterpiece Bakery uh, store was not a public forum, for one thing. It's a business, and it's a business run by individuals, and they in have their free speech rights. And, and that also means that they are not required to celebrate as much as they're allowed to, to exercise their free speech. But th that's the weapon they would use, Ari. Yeah, it's but it's even worse than that, or it's even a weaker uh, thing, because the Masterpiece Cake Shop was willing to, yes, celebrate all of these people in their full diversity by selling them any number of cakes that were not custom-made. I, he was open for business to them. I understand. If they wanted to buy a cake that was pre-made in the display, he would have made it. It's uh, not he the, would have no, sold it's, it. It's, in it, other words, he was open for business. It's a bad comparison. It's a very bad comparison because of what I just said. They could easily say, and, and then I want to move on to another topic. They could easily say, uh, look, Ari, you know, the fact is, the fact that he's willing to sell a cake to them doesn't mean that it's the same thing as wanting to sell a cake to them that says, happy transformation day. That's it's a very, very different issue. And uh, in the same way that Google would say, well, no, we have no problem with you, Ari David, uh, posting uh, videos about how you support Trump, but we don't want you to support, we don't like you supporting Trump's uh, policies regarding immigration and the detention centers, for example. That, so we, we've decided that we're against that in particular. So they could easily say that. It's not a, it's not a good argument. They, that where it does lie is the public forum argument and the false advertising argument. There's a whole bunch of distinctions there that are very important. Look, we're entering into a brave new world, and this is the point I want to make. It's a brave new world where the bad guys are using free speech as a weapon against us. They're weaponizing the First Amendment in a tactical way that I have not seen before. Um, merely calling, because they found this loophole called hate speech. And they've decided that hate speech is, does not enjoy the protection of the First Amendment. Therefore, let's label something that we don't like as hate speech. No matter how, you know, it w w what would normally be considered simply a disagreeing opinion. Will you disagree with me? That's hate speech. Do, we're done here. Yeah, Thank you very, very much it, for yes. coming. And, and uh, so, for example, if, we, if you were and I to, to opine about, and I want to talk about this in a moment, that's where I was actually leading to, the latest um, sexual assault charge against Trump um, that he supposedly assaulted or even raped her in some sort of dressing room 25 years ago when she was 52 years old. Um, if you were to say uh, about that, something I don't know, something, uh, you know, that this is an outrageous statement and such. Well, we don't like that because every woman deserves to be believed and therefore you're not believing her, and therefore you're a misogynist, and that's hate speech, right? That, that's how easy it is for them to, to delve into this. And we need to be vigilant. We need to have a new approach to what free speech is and remember that offensive speech, no matter how offensive, and I'm talking about like, like terrible language, and since we're Jewish, we have the bona fides to say this. Like if some, if some Nazi group uh, American Nazi group said, let's, uh, let's destroy all the Jews and let's uh, put them in concentration camps again. I, I would not be one to say their, their speech needs to be uh, silenced. I just, I'm not. 
I think it is hate speech in its own way, but that's that's tough luck. Yeah, it's not a direct threat to a direct specific <clears throat> individual with the intent to harm that individual. Right. That that's exactly what it is. It's called fighting words. That is a difference. That is a, an exception to the First Amendment, which is a valid exception. Yeah, because it's a direct threat to a specific person who can reasonably declare to law enforcement, "I might be a victim here." Well, okay, so so okay, so there's a difference here. There's fighting words covers a lot of territory. One of the fighting words, for example, you wouldn't think it as fighting words as such, but if you were in a crowded theater and you said fire when you know there's no fire, that's not free speech. You're, you're, it's not, you're not no, being you're provoking a stampede. Right? You're not being criminalized or, or simply held liable for the content of your speech. You're being held accountable for the, for the consequences of your speech. Right, it's a big difference. Yeah, the stampede, right. the trampling. Right, like like Jesse Smollett, who will God w- yeah. God willing be finally arrested and and convicted. But it's not that he, he. You could say that he exercised free speech too. But no, it was a big lie. And what he's being punished for is the falsity of his statements, which of course led to consequences, bad consequences of the police being involved and so forth. So fire is a good example. Another example is if you were to say, I don't know, let's you know. I want you to go out there and I want you to kill all the Jews and you have a you have a big big fan base whatever it is and do it now we're and do it at 12 o'clock and we're all meeting in such and such place that's that's fighting words it's not not even hate speech it's fighting words it, because you're being you're being um, held accountable and even arrested convicted based not upon the content of your words but the effect that your words naturally will have that's different Hate speech, or what the left calls hate speech, is a very different animal. They, we, they, it's basically they're saying, we don't like that speech. Right. It's, we don't like your opinion. they totally invented. It doesn't even exist. Because, yeah. okay, let's take hate speech to a literal <clears throat> place. Right. I hate, um, I, I was going to say Brussels sprouts, but I like that. Uh, I hate pork products. Right. Is that hate speech? Well, technically it is. I just said I hate something. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. a Dodger fan. And this is true. I'm going to say this. I hate the San Francisco Giants. I can't stand it when they win. Right. Now, do I hate the individual members who have either played, do play, or will play for the Giants as individuals? No. I just hate the team when they have their uniforms on and they're playing either my Dodgers or another baseball team. Right? Now, I just said I hate someone classified specifically as a, a baseball team. Don't fans of sports love and hate one team versus another? That's how ridiculous this is. Yeah. What about foods? I, you hate meat, I think, right? No, I don't hate meat. I, I, on the contrary, I like You just it. hate the consumption of yeah, it, what yeah, it does exactly. to the body. Yeah. Okay, so are you a hater? Right. Of right. course, no, no. no it, your, your point is, your point that I don't want to drill down too much on it. The point is, it is too easy to call something hate speech. Uh, and you don't even have to get to the hating of food stuff. I mean, you're, you're making right, a, a ridiculous point, example. Right, I, you my get that. point is, let, I've let, never let me, let heard me. hate speech by these companies classified as a statement that even includes the word okay. hate. I feel like I, I, I need to jump in. Ari, just hang on for a second. What I'm saying is that it's too easy to label something as hate speech merely because you want to suppress that. And that's what they're doing. So if we want to say that Trump is doing the right thing by building a wall, for example, right. right, then they decide that's hate speech. Yes. But there's nothing about it that it falls into the fighting words category. That's what I'm saying. So 
there's no consequence associated with it. They just don't like it, and, and they want to kind of force it. And they found this new way of making it very difficult for people to express themselves. And people are very cautious now on Facebook, on Google, and otherwise because they're concerned that if they say something that somebody in the great uh, hallowed halls of Google or Facebook decides is not acceptable, that they will be throttled, that they will be taken off of Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And so they're very cautious about their words. It's exactly the opposite of what we believe in in the First Amendment. So I, I, I don't think I'm saying anything wildly you know, novel. And in, in some sense, it is novel because it's a fairly new enterprise, what they're doing, uh, Google and otherwise. They're in these, it's really the, more or less the past seven to ten years where we've really f sensed, we felt the pressure of watch out for your words on what you say and what you think is an otherwise neutral platform. And, you know, like it or not, Facebook and Twitter and, and to a lesser extent Google, Google Chat and all those things, they are uh, the new platforms. It's not newspapers. It's, it's not uh, that just is not the way it works anymore. So we are entering into this brave new world, and we have to be very careful about it. And Google you know, is hiding behind the fact that it's uh, a private enterprise and wants it both ways. That's, that's the dangers of it all. So, again, what I'm really worried about, Ari, is, is not so much the fact that they're doing it. That, that is in and of itself a big concern. What concerns me more is that they think that it's acceptable to do it, that they're doing God's work, so to speak. Um, it's, it's in their mindset, like they, they are doing something wonderful for the country. In the same way that so many of these people who want to shut down the global warming debate, right? They, they say that if you disagree with them, you need to be shut down. In fact, we might even criminalize speech that goes against global warming, what with it being a matter of life and death for the entire planet. You can't, we're done with this. Um, so, and, and I think you brought up a very good email before, Ari, where people want to shut down certain debates, such as the climate change, such as the issue of affirmative action. Yeah, transgenderism. Transgender, a good, the transgender good one, they're on the verge of criminalizing. <clears throat> uh, as far as free expression, I don't know if you heard the story. You know how flag burning is legal. Right. And in fact, the flag burning <clears throat> argument about the American flag is somewhat of a canard because the distinction has to be made between whether you're burning it in protest or to deride the flag versus there's something called the flag code. And the flag is actually supposed to be burned when they fall into disrepair. There's a way of burning the flag as a disposal mechanism. Like if you have a flag that you display at your house, mm -hmm. and this is actually kind of interesting, right. and it becomes shorn by the weather, you're supposed to call up the Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts, give the flag to them, and they will burn it in the prescribed manner when you hang a new okay, flag. Okay, I get it. Okay? So when they talk about flag burning uh, restrictions, they're always they need to be distinguishing between, you know, uh, burning it in protest and humiliation of the flag. But there's never been any issue of burning other flags in America other than the American flag. There have been three incidents in the last few weeks in which people have been actually arrested for burning the rainbow gay flag, gay pride flag. Right. Oh, arrested. Man. Wow. How is that not free expression right. by the ACLU? Yeah, and where's the ACLU? Uh, nowhere. They've other right, things to do. 
And no, because then, then it's then it's hate speech somehow. But right. when when you when you burn the American flag, that's not hate speech somehow. Yeah, that's that's uh, was that what did uh, uh, Clinton call that during the Bush years? Uh, you know, that's speaking truth to power, right? Remember <laughs> a, when she was and Obama about said that. that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah wait a minute, sir. You are the power. You are the president yeah. here. It's like the buck stops with you, as they say. All right. So uh, that that is, it's you know, look, the, the liberals will always be. You know, tying themselves up in knots, uh, distinguishing wise. I mean, just like you said about Masterpiece Bakery, that case, and then of course the American flag, great example. If you were to uh, burn, let's say, a Mexican flag, okay, and uh, you, you just don't like that Mexican flag, and you don't like what it stands for for whatever reason, because they're being irresponsible in terms of their immigration policies, let's say, and you burn it, but, uh, you, you think you're going to get away with that? Uh, I mean, no Not one's gonna, Los Angeles. <clears throat> yeah, you know, you'll you'll be arrested. But if you burn the American flag, they're all jiggy with that. And and then it, it requires a judge who might, let's say, be considering your case. you got to hope that it's a reasonably conservative judge or at least one who is fair-minded. And to, to, to then make the distinction between burning in a Mexican flag versus an, an American flag. And like it, it's it, – okay, look. The thing is the First Amendment is actually a very simple concept. It's when we try to jam – these things that we want into it that makes it extremely complicated like abortion <laughs> yeah yeah well that's a good that's a good example but but the mexican flag is is, is an even better one the gay flag that you were just talking about um, that changes everything it's it's really quite simple let, let everything in there are only very few exceptions and for our purposes here today um it, you cannot uh, defame somebody you can't um Put somebody in a false light, which is a form of defamation, um, and you cannot engage in what's called fighting words. Yeah. Okay. These, these are the the basic exceptions, and then of course, finally, national security. You, you may very well be telling the truth of a certain thing, but you've acquired the information illicitly, <clears throat> or it's um, for whatever reason you should know better that it is extremely dangerous to national security. Yeah, you can't give out, like, the launch <coughs> codes to the nuclear weapons or something. Right, exactly. Even if you found them lying on the street. I right. mean, you know. But the question yeah. of opinion and expressing your views, that should always be allowed, with the exception of those, those very few things. And they're so easy to define. It's like, uh, and I always give the example of this. <clears throat> Let's say you're, you're walking down the street, and you just hate that Obama guy. Mm. You hate him. Or Trump. Let's use Trump as a better example. And because he's the president now. And, and uh, you come up with one of those big uh, drum beats, you know, one of those one-man bands, right, with a kazoo and uh, harmonica and, um, and, a, and a big band that you, and cymbals and everything as, as you're walking up and down the street. And you've got signs everywhere as well saying Trump sucks. You know, Trump is a killer, Trump is a Nazi, whatever, your favorite phrases like lefty use. <clears throat> and you're going up and down the street saying, I hate this man, and you're banging your drum, and he's, he's a racist, a Nazi, we need to impeach him, blah, blah, blah. And then the police come and take him away. And he says loudly, I can't believe this, this is a violation of my First Amendment rights, and I was in a public street, and I did everything right. Um, and they take him away. Well... Is that a violation of free speech? The answer is no. It's, uh, it's what we call time, place, and manner restrictions, TPM, as, as you would write in your law school notebook, right? Time, place, and manner, meaning there's an appropriate time. If you did that at 2 o'clock in the morning, for example, 
that would be it's you wouldn't be arrested peace yeah you're disturbing the peace they're not arresting you specifically because of you're saying that trump is a nazi they're they're arresting you because you're making a lot of noise that's it right (laughs) right you're being an asshole and and nothing more and nothing less uh likewise the place Right, the way you and, and you know where you do it. Well, look in front of someone's private house. Yeah, you know? or, or well, it's for instance, you could be on a public street in front of somebody's yeah. private house. Technically speaking, that's public. But you have a better forum. You could you're allowed to do it elsewhere. We're just telling you time, place, and manner. Yeah, and that's and the, by the <clears> way, I believe the First Amendment has the words peaceable assembly. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're a free assembly, but it has to be peaceable. And if permits are required for safety reasons at this location. You must acquire the permit right. and do it from this time to that time yeah. and not impede traffic and not lie down in the middle of the street or Black Lives Matter block a freeway. Right. This is what they think. And the more the more they do it, the more they block the freeways and, and otherwise interrupt the business, uh, the more they, they get away with it and the more they want to do it again. It's really quite <clears> – <throat> Like you were saying earlier, you get away with what you get away with. You get away with what we get away with. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have to think about – what we're seeing now with with James O'Keefe videos, thank God for him. This guy is he's got huevos. I got to tell you, uh, very that means big <clears throat> brass balls. Uh, I don't know if they're big and brass, but they does. It, it well, means... they clang. <clears throat> yeah, All right, there we go. Yeah, uh, right. PG thirteen, my friend. Yeah, can I mention one thing that's really ironic about the latest <laughs> of the video where he catches a Google exec undercover saying these right. things? Yes. Um, CNN's Brian Stetler, who. Um, Tucker Carlson calls the house eunuch of CNN, which is a great name, uh, said this ironic thing. He actually tweeted it. He said, so I saw the latest Games O'Keefe video, and I Googled it for verification, and I couldn't find anything. Wow. And now this is after Google took down the videos that James O'Keefe put up of Google. Right. I know. So you think Google is going to – it's like putting up – I know, uh, I know. Uh, information about the dangers of smoking on Philip Morris's um, public billboard, if they, you know, uh, website, right. and, and then having surprised. them take down the comments, and they're being surprised then, that they take having, down the comments. The mainstream media goes, "Well, you know, Philip Morris is isn't telling us this. I, this must not have happened." I get it. I get it. All right, you're right, uh, and and it's it's what we call chutzpah, right? Yeah. So it's it's chutzpah, but I don't look. I'm not surprised at all that. Uh, Google would take down this this thing, which is so destructive of their own enterprise, right. so revealing of of their own operations. But at some point, I don't know. It's it's it reminds me of uh, that movie Dragnet that we talked about before, uh, where where the guy <laughs> says, you know, Palmer, yes. yeah, Chris Palmer, where he, he waits, he's you know he's supposedly fighting as a as a deacon as a of the Catholic Church. He's fighting these devil worshippers of this cult, and then only to discover that he's the lead of this cult. And eventually, he has to, you know the jig is up, and he says ah, it's better to to run both sides of the equation. That's yes, the double think? dip. What's the point of running a church? If but my point is, my point and, is that he is you know. saying that the jig is up, sort of thing. And and he says, look, this is what we are, and this is ultimately just like just like Hitler did, right? In the beginning. You know, he said, "Oh, we have nothing against Jews. We just want to relocate them um, for their be a lot own better. protection." Yes, for the uh, we want to relocate them. We want to do this. We do want to do that. And then slowly, you know, they of course, you know, took away more and more of the rights. They couldn't work uh, in certain professions and so on. And you know the the rest of the story. And by the end of it, it's like, let's go kill all those Jews. You're a Jew. You, you know, you get shot on the street. 
it was very brazen is what I'm trying to say. And Google's getting to that point now where they're saying, yes, you're right. We get to, uh, we have been, and we will continue to uh, stop any speech that we deem inappropriate. Um, and you know what? We have a mission. And our mission is to fight climate change, is to fight Trump or from, for a Trump situation happening again. And damn it, we're proud of it. At some point, that's going to come out. It has to come out because that's exactly everything that they're doing points to that. It's, it, it, it can't be like, um, you know, who are you going to be, who are you going to believe me or your lying eyes, right? At some point, the eyes are all on them and they can't hide behind the, the obvious that's, that's, that's transpiring, which is pure blatant censorship and favoritism of one organization versus another. Very, very unfortunate situation. There's going to be, there will be more of um, more legislation on the Hill about this. I don't know how they are going to do it. I don't know how they're going to fashion legislation or, for that matter, the breaking up of Google or otherwise that, that could actually pass muster when it comes to the First Amendment. What I do know is that an organization like Google, and, and I don't care how big it is, if, if they are going to suppress voices then they need to simply come out and say, we are not a neutral arbiter of information. Just say it. Just say it. Just yeah, say, it's an advertising. We are liberal. sell cigarettes, yeah. they kill you. So what? Right. right. We are, look, I mean, for example, if you're an anti, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, okay? Yeah. It says it right there in their name. <laughs> They're against drunk driving. Their mission is to fight drunk driving, okay? They are not pro-alcohol. It's very clear. And for, for anyone to expect to put advertising uh, on the Mothers Against Drunk Driving website that involves the sale of alcohol would be, it would be absurd. Okay? Right. So they have to change their name to New, uh, Nerds Against Conservative Control. Right, right? exactly. Knack. That, that, <laughs> that's what I was going to suggest. <laughs> but, but Google should, should basically say, look, um, uh, we want you to know that we are a partisan website. And we believe in the following. We believe in fight against global change, uh, global uh, warming. We believe in transgendered rights. We believe in gay, gay marriage. We believe, believe in, in Islam. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We, we, we believe in sanctuary cities. We, we don't believe in the wall. We don't believe in Trump. Okay, great. Just say it. You know, and then we can deal with you as, as we please. And another entity might, might come up and say, we do like Trump. We do believe in a wall and so forth. And that's all it is. It's basically truth in advertising at the end of the day. And I think... I think that's where we went at the end of the day. So not just we, I'm, but PragerU, for example, is a good example. PragerU, uh, we don't pretend to be a pro-neutral, uh, or not a pro-liberal site by any stretch, right? We, we espouse conservative values, okay? Not necessarily Republican values, but our message, you know, by and large is conservative. We think it's common sense, but unfortunately... Common sense is conservative. Yeah, you go to PragerU not for <clears throat> opinions on everything from every position. You go to PragerU and it tells you to learn positions basically in line with Dennis Prager's philosophies right. on a number of issues, right? Right. And, and if you don't want that, go elsewhere. Right. Isn't it interesting, though, that uh, normally with capitalism, a competitor of Google for eyeballs on the Internet would see what Google's behavior would do and go, you know, uh, you don't like what Google's doing. We're not doing it. Right. Where's Facebook? Where's Amazon? Where's Apple or Twitter going? Uh, we don't do that. Isn't right. it interesting that they all collude? 
Is they that cer- interesting? They certainly collude. Um, but let's let's talk about let's say a TED Talks, for example, because I want to go back to the uh, different forums, right? <clears throat> TED Talks are somewhat something similar to PragerU. And TED Talks, they by and large they they present issues on with a liberal skew. Now, <clears throat> let's say I have a, what I perceive to be a great video concept for them. You know, I might very well present it to them. It, it would probably relate to how God is uh, so so central in our lives, and the greatest way to avoid depression, let's say, is to uh, really bring God into your lives. Is it 100% foolproof? No, but I think it's really a starting point. Wow, that really, that's so hateful. <laughs> right, and they would say, no, thank no. you, okay? And w- would I sue them for not putting me on? No, because they don't, pres- they don't pretend to be some sort of neutral arbiter as, as a neutral, neutral arbiter of information and videos. I don't expect that from them. I, 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 when I think of TED Talks, I think, okay, these guys have, you know, their agenda. They want to advance certain things. They, you know, toxic masculinity and studies show this and studies shows that. And New sex ed techniques for five-year-olds, right. you know, stuff like that. Why climate change is going to destroy us. <laughs> right. You know, things, things like that. Okay. Right. Why, 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 while mutual masturbation is the way to go, why, why um, I don't know. Why transgenderism is fantastic, while child uh, porn is uh, somehow okay, and while life in China and North Korea is so happy, right? Things like that. So, so let you know that's what. uh, Okay. By the way, I don't know that they've ever had videos on any of those topics, but it would surprise me, right? right, Eventually, so you know. So, so just to to make my point here, I, I just they don't pretend to be a neutral platform, and they don't tell people, hey. Anyone can come onto this, and we have to give it, you know, as, as a, I have to give the platform for which they can do their videos. No, they're very well um, produced videos. They're rehearsed. They have a mission. Thank you very much. Just like PragerU has its mission on the other side of the political spectrum. Google's different. Google pretends to be something that it clearly is not. And look, the good news is <clears throat> at some point, I think people will not be fooled. Um, they will understand with you know so many James O'Keefe videos and so much backlash that they're not considered a, you know, a neutral arbiter. So for example, Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo had a massive breach. Or, and then not only that, but they also had another time where they had some mortgage issues where it was clear that there was some skimming going on at the top. I don't know the precise details, but something was going on. <clears throat> and, and, and Wells Fargo had to retreat and say, look, you know, we're, we're really... We really apologize. We are rectifying this problem. We're making this better. I, I got it. That's great. And they handled themselves very well, like the, the Tylenol scare of the early 1980s. They did a good job of, of kind of recognizing, accepting responsibility. Being contrite and making it better. Right. At some point, if Google is pushed to the point where they, people are beginning to lose interest in the stock value of Google and they don't trust Google anymore, and maybe they are going now to a different search engine for whatever reason, and there are some out there, then <clears throat> they may very well say, We've, uh, we, we need to change. You know, it may, it may very well be. I mean, Google has no problem being able to send out a message. So let's see what happens. I, I, I doubt it, uh, but they have to be caught. It's like, the, you know, before, it's, it's like that moment when you're caught by the cop you know, uh, for, for speeding at 95 miles an hour when the most you could have gone is 70. And, and then you say, gosh, I really wish I, I feel foolish now. I really won't do that again. And that's what it might take with Google, that they won't stop until they're stopped. 
it never, it, it never, um, nothing amazed me more, I think, than a very small story that came out of a town called Bell, California. You remember, may remember this, Ari. It was about, what, 10 years ago or so? Yeah, and I had a friend, one of our friends <clears throat> from our uh, little email list was instrumental in making that one happen. I'm not going to say his name, but... You mean to expose it? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the gist of it was, and uh, let's not get into too much of the details. I could be slightly well, off. The gist of it was the government was stealing everything from the taxpayers. Okay, basically. so thank you, but that's not where I was going. Okay, so I didn't ask you to summarize it for me. I'll tell it. Thank you very much, Ari David. Anyway, he's a good man. He means well. I'm not good. No. Oh, that's true. But you mean well. No. Okay. Well, he's he's nor he's not good. Nor does he mean well. Just normal. <laughs> anyway, so here's a town where the city officials simply decided it, there, there was there was some money coming in, and they just simply decided that they were going to give themselves. And this is a small town, mind you, a really tiny town. They were just going to give themselves salaries between I don't know three hundred thousand and seven hundred thousand a year, and no one was stopping them. It was really quite That's remarkable, right. and the people didn't notice uh, because you know there's still a little bit of money left over for the potholes and things like that. <laughs> a and, and there was some minor change, and then people say, "Well, what are you going to do, government? Government?" But in fact, they were just taking everything for themselves, and nobody had any problem with it. Nobody, the people who were taking it, had no problem with it, and it it, it happened so for so long. Yeah, incrementally, that, that no one noticed until. No, yeah. that's not where I'm going with it. Yeah. Sorry. It happened for so long that the people who were skimming, and it wasn't even skimming, they were just taking, uh, just thought that was the ordinary course of business. They had a great gig. They never thought of what they were doing as wrong whatsoever. And then, of course, they got busted at some point. And then remarkably, I say remarkably, but it's really not remarkable, these people who were caught, they had to admit it, they said, you know, I, I now look on it as like, it's, it was crazy what we were doing. I, but just at the time, we never thought anything we, we were doing was illegal. And of course it was. And I just, I'm so embarrassed about it now. Those were words or words to that effect that they, every one of them said, they just couldn't believe that they had done what they had been doing. And, and that's, that's what's going to happen, hopefully, with Google and such. Or, or at least as a nation that we begin to realize, whoa. We, we do treasure the First Amendment. Th this is bad for us at the end of the day. This will be self-destructive if we don't do something about this now. Or at least hold these private companies to account. Either you are a left-leaning slash right-leaning company or you're a neutral company. And you just have to hold yourself out correctly. And if you don't, well, you're going to pay the consequences. Either from a user interface point of view or from a monetary loss. Or worse yet for you, Google or Facebook or otherwise from a liability point of view. So it's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. And First Amendment may not even be the, the main weapon that, that uh, changes this all around. It, it may very well be just pure false advertising at the end of the day. We live in, in very odd times. The, the First Amendment needs to catch up with the technology and the state of uh, what, what's happening to newspapers and otherwise. And it will. It will catch up. I think it will be very meaningful. It's too meaningful to too many people, such as you and I, that the First Amendment uh, continues its thriving nature. We, we seem to understand that we cannot succeed as a nation without a thriving 
and well-protected First Amendment. It's the First Amendment, after all, not the 15th or the 22nd. It's the very First Amendment, and it's the, it, there's a reason why it's the first. At the, at the end of the day, it's remarkable to me, Ari, that voices out there are still being heard. Uh, even if Google were to completely limit Dennis Prager, Ben Shapiro, Larry Elder, uh, you name it, uh, and even the Ari Davids of this world, right? Every single one of us, let's say, the voice of conservatism would still ring true. It would still be there. We would still vote for Donald Trump's. I don't think that, I think it's hubris on the part of the left that thinks that they can actually change people's minds by redirecting them when, one, when they want to study Milton Friedman about capitalism and then they're uh, redirected to Howard Zinn, like you suggested. I don't think they're, they're going to be fooled. The left thinks that they can fool you merely by redirecting you, but that's not the way the human no, brain gonna, works, uh, nor, nor, not the way the human brain works, nor the way the conservative mind thinks at all. We're far too smart for that, and we will find ways of doing it. Right. Uh, Mike Cernovich posted something a couple of years ago about Twitter censorship that was brilliant. He said, oh, they shut us down on the Internet? You know what we'll do? We'll go into the street with pamphlets. Right. We'll just hand them out. Right. Because you know why? Because it works. Yeah. You know, yeah. Dump them from a plane. That's right. You know? We can, we can do that. And, and we're not uh, – and we will seek it out. Uh, there's no issue there. They cannot stop our church meetings. They cannot silence it this way. Um, at the end of the day, the information will come out. The truth always does come out. Yeah, and by the way, imagine if a phone company turned off your phone service because they were listening in on your conversations and didn't like what you were saying to your friends. That's what the social media censorship is. We're only communicating to people who have chosen through a handshake to hear our stuff. And right. then they're saying, oh, you can't talk to them. Right. When the full extent of this comes out, whether it's Trump or someone else shutting down their stock trading through the Security Exchange Commission and forcing the big mutual funds to tell Google, uh, you cut that out. Yeah. Or it's some Supreme Court decision or some set of uh, massive class action suits where they have to pay every user 10 bucks. Imagine what it would do to Facebook to pay every user in America ten dollars. Yeah. Goodbye, Facebook. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Look, things will will shuffle out at the end of the day. When there has been too much overreach by any one company, it, it never works out well for them. And I guess that's the way we have to leave it. it we we have to understand. You know, the I, I guess the main message is, folks, don't worry too much about this. It's more of a study of human nature and how people will abuse something so long as they can abuse it. The, the answer, though, in the corollary is people will abuse you so long as you let them abuse you. So don't let them abuse you. Take charge, speak your mind, and take a stand. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. <laughs>